podcasters have been listening for free for too long. You owe us something. Well, okay. Listen, a lot of you have said, hey, guys, I'd be willing to subscribe and pay X per week or per month for the podcast. You know why we don't charge? Because we're stupid. Because we're stupid. But anyway, why don't you think about what would you be willing to pay per month for the Armstrong and Getty show? And then instead of giving it to us, give it to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Donate it and help our uh, our warriors who are in their time of greatest need. you got this organization that is all volunteers, and they do fabulous, beautiful, beautiful work helping our guys. So just go to armstrongyegetty.com to donate. It's that simple. Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Come on, let's do it. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. C, senor. We're in a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And you know what? You know what? Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The North Atlantic Treaty Organization, better known as NATO. And why is that our general manager? We're getting together right now. It's the NATO get-together. We're discussing Mother Russia. It's and her, other threats. It's her 70th birthday. Is the get together like happy birthday, like Netflix and chill, or like what? What do we? Might be, might be a little of that. Hey, uh, 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 what is it? Mind ya, lend ya, nunya. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> nunya. <laughs> you have a couple of glasses of wine. Angela Merkel's starting to look pretty good. <laughs> who's that cute little gal who's running uh, Scandinavia? Or <laughs> remember Barack Obama? <laughs> I uh, was glared at by Michelle when he was flirting with her. Oh, right. I could right, see, you know, you're, you're throwing down some Uzos or, or vodka or whatever they're drinking over to her. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Everybody's on the road. Things could get crazy. Uh, yeah, we got some updates on that whole story. Uh, I think Prince Andrew is clearly a child rapist. Uh, oh, hello. Allegedly. Please. Royal family as lawyers. And, but you may queer our access to the royal family in the future. <laughs> I, I was hoping the phrase, I think, uh, cleared me there, but uh, mm. I don't know. Quite correct. I stand down. So I saw the latest poll. <clears throat> so it's a big deal in Great Britain. You know, it gets more attention than it ought to in the United States, the freaking royal family. But in Great Britain, they pay attention to it. And he did that. Well, any attention is too much in the United States. But it, go on. It really is. It really is because it's so... It's so awful. It's everything we don't believe in. Right. Right. The entire it, founding of our, our 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 reason for being is anathema to the whole thing. Right. It's I mean, far, far worse than irrelevant. Yeah, I mean exactly. and it is completely irrelevant, by the way. Yes, you're right. That's exactly right. It's far worse than irrelevant. But so Prince Andrew did that that ridiculous interview where he thought he was going to clear himself of uh, having raped that woman who's now gave, given another interview, and she's got lots of details. She absolutely remembers that guy, and uh, and and she has, well, and she, she has, got the sweating thing wrong because he doesn't sweat, and <laughs> and she had sex with him, which is probably not the way to write say it. He raped her because she was a child three times. So she and she was sober. She remembers who who he is. 
Anyway, he did that interview to clear his name. 6% of Britons believe him. Oh, boy. According to a new poll. Oof. You can't get to 10, man. You're hurting. That's not a good PR move. You can't get the 10% most loyal, stupid, easily led, whatever, to believe you. You're hurting. No, of that 6%, 4% would say, oh, I thought you meant Prince Charles. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so he's he's not doing well. Ouchie. Good, which is good. He's a child rapist. A prince, whatever that is. Yeah, no freaking kidding. Shut up. And and if he was doing that, you know, what else has he been doing his whole life? He's in his 50s. Well, and I'm less concerned about what else he's been doing. Who else was doing what he was doing? Sure. Yeah. It's just, it's just, uh, will just that list ever come out? And how could it not in the modern era? I mean, in the hashtag Me Too era, why is this woman not on, uh, you know, every screen I have available to me more or less all the time? Or will she be soon? There are people... There are people that knew Epstein well, whether or not they were doing the same stuff or not, but they were involved in his parties that go really high, and that's got to be true for the media also. It's got to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, guaranteed. And uh, that's got to play a role in how much coverage it gets or how strongly they're trying to get the list. Yeah, I want to see a list of everybody that ever went to his house. Ah, no, actually, I don't. (laughs) I went to a couple of those parties. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Or the president of my news division was there all the time. Yeah. Sure. Uh, that's another story I was excited about talking Probably about. Probably the impeachment, uh, Jack, which rolls along. Yeah. Oy. Uh, oh, I, I got I got a we, we spent some time on this yesterday. I want to spend more time on that Lisa Page interview, the FBI agent, because the way it's being handled by the press is really flipping, making me mad. It's, it's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. The softball interview that Lisa Page did and the way she's being treated in the press overlooking her role in the whole thing, it it needs to be uh, explored some, and it will be coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. How about we introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the day? There's board operator Michelangelo pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, doing great. Um, my fiance she went uh, shopping for a wedding dress, and uh, so she was just looking, and you know, I'm... Not going to see this dress until the day of the event. I really want to play the surprise. Sure. But uh, it turns out that uh, my mom went with her, and much to my surprise, my mom bought her the dress. Oh, that's oh, lovely. That as a, is as fantastic. a surprise. As yeah. a surprise. You yeah, know? that's so, awesome. Yeah, so the two of them were there, and she was there you know, getting sized and everything like that, and she was planning on paying for it and everything like that, and my mom looked at her and said, I'll take care of it. And <laughs> Oh, that, that was nice. That is that is an awesome story, but it it just re, it re, <laughs> reminds me of the because um the tradition is kept alive. It would seem of the whole you don't want to see the, the the dress before the wedding or whatever, and right. and men go along with it like yeah I want to keep the tradition. No, are you kidding? That's one of the greatest things that ever happened. Oh yeah, please. I don't have to have a role in choosing this thing. Yeah. Not yeah, only I don't nice. have to, I can't. Yes. I'm forbidden. I'm, yeah, it is against the rules. I'm not allowed to go shopping nine different places and have 15 hours of conversations about which dress to wear. Oh, I, well, if I have to. Yeah, I got this phone call about this wonderful surprise while I was watching football. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that yeah, worked out great. Yeah, I hope that tradition continues forever. God, I can't imagine what that was like to be involved in. The actual conversation with moms and sisters and bridesmaids and stuff yeah. like that on the witch dress. Oh. So, uh, listen, I'm just going to make an observation. Merely an observation. In a, uh, in a functional uh, group of people, a family, an extended family, two families coming together, uh, your mom's gesture is lovely and generous. It, in, in others that I have observed, there could be 
uh, dynamic of... Uh, I shouldn't even say this. I won't say it. Never oh, mind. Go ahead. Wow. No. Well, no. you can't go that far in bail. Yeah. No, I just you, I thought you can't go that far in bail. If only Prince ahead. Andrew had decided what I'm doing is wrong and stopped, like I have. <laughs> oh God! No, I just <laughs> do, do, does your mom now feel like maybe she has more of a say in no, the wedding? That's, no, not at all. You've seen that happen There's, in other cases. Yeah. I just, I, mm, yes, I've even known people. Now that you now, mention it, I have too. The lovely Mrs. Michelangelo, Michelangelo's mom, um, a, a saint of a woman, and everyone knows it. But um, I have seen people who create obligation. I, you know, now that you mention it, I am very aware of that situation happening a couple of times. Ninety like percent of the reason to buy something is so then you get to give people a piece of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me. Now you got to listen to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I have actually seen that play out. No reason to think that that's the case. Your mom's just no. being nice. That's just being nice. But I have seen parents that do that and then, oh, you're not planning on coming home for my birthday? Well, that's something, having uh, having paid for your wedding dress sure, or, or whatever. I, you know, or I, bought I, you that car or whatever it is. I shouldn't have brought it up. Sign the snake in the Garden of Eden. I just <laughs> yeah, I feel that, bad. That is a thing. Uh, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. As I uh, as I add experience onto my life, I uh, I am more frequently uh, amused by the little quirks of the personalities of people that have been in my life for a long time. I went to go see uh, a movie in the the Cinemaplex with uh, some family members uh, yesterday, and I continue to be just charmed by how impressed they are at the credits of a movie with how many people... Look how many people went into making this movie. Every single movie I see with these people, they bring it up. And it, it, oh, I it love is it impressive. so much. Yeah, yep. Look hey, at Sean. That. What does a key grip do, huh? Like, hey, look at he has three that. assistants. Yeah. Three. Look, look at all those stunt people. That's the job you want as a stunt guy. Look how many of them are employed. That hey, is hilarious. By the way, Sean, that movie you said yesterday you liked so well, The Knives Out, yes. is that a, a theatrical release? Yes, it is. Yeah, it okay. came out uh, on Thanksgiving. Uh, the movie I saw yesterday was the Ford vs. Ferrari movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Very enjoyable. If you're at all interested in the premise, I, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't like the movie. They got the boobies in that? Could I take my son to that? Oh, oh yeah. For God's 100% sake. it's a family movie. Yeah, because he, he, he oh, really nice. wants to see that. Is it a long movie, though? Is it um, like three hours? It's... Uh, with the previews, it was over like two and a half hours. So I don't know how, how long that the the film proper is because every movie's got like thirty to forty minutes of previews now. Sean, how many horsepower do you give it on the zero to five hundred horsepower <laughs> scale? Four hundred ninety. Wow! Oh, no, really? Like on the strictly oh. the horsepower scale, I thought it was nice. a very enjoyable racing movie directed by. Isn't that one of the big directors, or maybe uh, I'm wrong? No, it's I Matt Damon and Christian Bale are the, mm-hmm. the stars of it. I don't know who actually directed it. Um, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I am uh, feeling very, very good. I just donated the Warrior Foundation Freedom Station in memory of my dad, Army Major Ed Phillips. It took me all of 90 seconds. Do you hear that? 90 seconds Well, to you're donate. a tech wizard. I, I mean, was- you should. <laughs> I was just going to point that out, Sean. Yeah, if I can breeze through it that quickly, anybody can. Probably much faster. How about a quick update since Marshall just donated to find out where we are starting today? We are currently at, in our goal of $500,000 this week, $41,270. It's a good start. That's not bad. 
That's ahead of where we were last year. Of course, we weren't trying to get half a million dollars last year. That's a, an ambitious goal. It's a little aggressive, yeah. But I tell you what, this wonderful, wonderful organization, that, and it's almost entirely volunteers, that intercedes in, in our fighting men's lives when they need it most with temporary housing and help with their prosthetics and, and programs to get them back on their feet and just a, a dozen different things that are wonderful. Four-star charity, Navigator Charity, just a great organization. Give today as generously as you can, armstrongandgetty.com. Got a $50 donation from Joe Getty's Goldfish Feeder. So that's uh... <laughs> an Armstrong and Getty classic. Yeah, you might have to explain that later. Oh, boy. Um, uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, December 3rd, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Here we go, then, officially, according to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. So they're mean to him, and then there's a foggy night, okay, and I guess it's the first time this has ever happened. And so Santa puts him in front, I'm assuming, and he lights the way. And then they go, then all the reindeer loved him, and they shouted out with glee, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you'll go down in history. First off, what, he, that, you don't just erase the abuse. <laughs> we, I want to hear more of that. <laughs> the, the fabulous John Mulaney on The Tonight Show last night with Jimmy Fallon. Yes, yes. I would love to hear Rudolph. more of that. Oh, I yeah. guarantee you it's funny. <laughs> what are other headlines, Marshall? Well, the world leaders shaking things up at NATO's 70th, already bad blood. Congressman Duncan Hunter drops a bombshell and Prince Andrew's accuser recalling a very, very sweaty royal. Coming up. Yeah. That's some story. How does Mailbag look? Oh, it's absolutely terrific. I have a brand new uh, featured uh, speaker for the freedom-loving quotes of the day that I know you'll love, Jack. Plus, Marshall Phillips factors into Mailbag in a very auspicious way. All those things that we've mentioned in the last 10 minutes on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So many of the things we brought up that I'm looking forward to talking about. Plus, I want to tell the story of my son, the marriage counselor, which is uh, pretty hilarious, I think. Can you afford his rates? (laughs) All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Joe Getty will be joining us at some point, I assume. He's uh, Joe Getty is working from home since he had his uh, hip surgery a week or so ago, and they don't allow you to go out walking around for a variety of reasons. Because uh, you could, which makes it that much easier to fall down and then cause all kinds of problems, and you have to start all over again. Joe Getty joins us. Yeah, sorry about that, everybody. Yeah, I was. Uh, well, I'd tell you what I was doing, but then we'd be running even more late. Mm. Uh, I thought I had time to go to the garage and back, but I did not. Mailbag. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from none other than Andrew Johnson. <clears throat> As the soon-to-be fruitless waste of time impeachment process rolls on in the modern day, Andrew Johnson, the first president to be impeached, and he said, Outside of the Constitution, we have no legal authority more than private citizens. And within it, we only have so much as that instrument gives us. This broad principle limits all our functions and applies to all subjects. Oh, Andy. Oh, Andy. If only it were true. Mm. Not so much anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Marshall Phillips, uh, I'm, I'm, this is Chris. I'm pretty sure it's our old buddy C. Busy, but he's yeah. not using his nickname these days. Points out that looks like Marshall has made it into the annals of history. What? Specifically, the Urban Dictionary, 
which now has a listing for fueled by the grape. <laughs> what? And it is, uh, and here it is under fueled by the grape. Yes. Activities that depart from a person's normal or sober behavior that take place after consuming an overabundance of wine. Mm. Used as an example, party goer. Wow, what's Marshall doing over there by the DJ? Is he disco <laughs> dancing, et cetera, et cetera? This designated driver said, looks like he's been fueled by the grape again. Party goer says, cool. <laughs> wow. All right. So, there you go, Marshall. I can think of nobody more hip and urban than you. And you, you are now in the... I almost spit out my coffee on that one. <laughs> you are now in the Urban Dictionary. Uh, what? nation of urban. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, a good one. And I should put in a plug. You can get a Fueled by the Great Marshall Phillips Tea at armstrongandgetty.com. They are there in the gift shop. That is an excellent point. Yes. Uh, let's see. We received this note. My computer is in its grind, grind, grind mode. Here we go from Tom. Just noted, donated $100 to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, guys. I was unaware of the program and what they're doing to help our military personnel. will certainly be adding to the amount donated. Thanks for all the time and attention you give to the cause. Wish you'd been around during and after the Vietnam War. God bless you, Tom. Tom is a vet I happen to know. Uh, Tom, uh, you know what? I wish Warrior Foundation Freedom Station had been around uh, in the Vietnam era, too, dude. Uh, a lot of you Vietnam vets got just treated like crap. And as an American, I regret it, and I apologize it's for what that's worth. It's really amazing that that ever happened. I know. It makes me sad. Um, let's see. Here is a nice note from Lauren. Turned on my program this morning to see if guys had come around on Trump yet. I heard the most stupid fake news story about, and then mentions a story we didn't do. Maybe it was a local news. I don't know. You guys are st- so full of caca. I'll never do that again. Okay, sorry we disappointed you. Uh, oh, here's the part I liked. Let's see how I would put this if I was Armstrong and Getty. Oh, yeah, it's probably true that these newscasters rebate half their salaries to the program manager so he looks the other way when they make up. Uh, so they've, they've got the whole, we're being paid off to have our opinions point of view, hmm. which is always am, uh, amusing to me. Who would pay us to have these idiotic opinions? <laughs> if uh, I do this, you know, I have my idiotic opinions for free, dear, but yeah. thank you for writing in nonetheless. And really appreciate your inconsistent opinions this way, Jack. Here's a check. Uh, Marshall's <laughs> News on the way. Armstrong and Getty. So, the big report on impeachment, the findings from the House Intelligence Committee, is going to come out today. I like this tweet from CBS News. The House Intelligence Committee plans to release its report on President Trump today. Nancy Cordes talks about what the report might say. (laughs) Good, because we can't wait. Yeah, I don't understand the endless, here's what could be said. And if it does say this, what will happen, Jim? Well, if it says what you think it might say, this is what will happen. What is the point of these conversations? You know, I think we as a society need a big dose of, and I don't know, there have been various sages like this through the years. For some reason, my my mind hit on Curly the Cowboy from the movie classic, uh, what was the, the City movie? City Slickers? City Slickers, yeah. We just need a, a dose of, we'll find out when we find out. Yeah. Just as a society, we all need to slow down a little bit. Exactly. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President uh, Trump is in London today for a NATO World Leaders Summit. 
The president had a working breakfast this morning with the Secretary General of NATO. And later today, he's going to be meeting with the French President, Emmanuel Macron, who angered some allies by saying NATO was suffering from brain death. When he was asked about the comment while he was talking to reporters, President Trump defended the alliance. It got to be unfair for the United States because the United States was paying a disproportionate amount. And I heard that uh, President Macron said NATO is brain dead. I think that's very insulting to a lot of different forces, including a man that does a very good job in running NATO. Well, what was Macron talking about? He was talking about how Europe could no longer count on absolute support from the United States and perhaps NATO. Oh, I think that's absolutely true. Um, I don't know if he should say it out loud, but I, I think NATO barely exists. There are a, the, the whole point of NATO is if one of us is attacked, we all come to the right. other one's defense. And I just don't think that's true. I think there are a bunch of countries in NATO that the rest of NATO would not defend. I hope you're wrong. I really do. Um, you want to stand up for Turkey if they're attacked? I don't. Nope. Well, yeah, see, that's the problem. Turkey is a real uh, real sticking point on this issue. But, you know, the Soviet Union was an expansionist, uh, super powerful global force for evil. Now we kind of exist, I don't know, to just protect each other in general and stand up to Vlad Putin. The re- it's, it's just not the same motivator. The reason for that conversation, and this has bothered me from the beginning... Trump isn't the one who was weakening NATO. The other members of NATO weakened NATO. If they cared so damn much about it, they should have paid the amount of money they were obligated to pay. They're the ones that made it clear they don't care about NATO, and they've been doing it for decades. It's going to be interesting because Macron and Trump are scheduled to meet later today. If NATO's so damn important to you, Macron, how come your country wasn't ponying up the amount of money you were supposed to pony up? Freaking Weasley Frenchman. That's that's the the entire explanation. I'm Trump. I'm at Shut the table. Up. I'm at the table as Trump, and I say, "Hey, Merkel, go to Macron's country and give my ass whooping, like you done a couple of times." Oh, that'd be uncomfortable. Jeez. Oh, On another matter, Republican uh, Representative Duncan Hunter of California says he will plead guilty to misusing campaign funds and is prepared to go to jail. Well, that's he... a good good thing to be prepared for, Duncan. <laughs> Why is he pleading guilty? Because he did it. That's a 180 degree reversal while having long denied any wrongdoing and claiming he was the victim of a political witch hunt. The sixth oh, God. The six, what a crook. The six-term Duncan Congre- Hunter, crook, California. The six-term congressman telling a San Diego TV station... I'm going to change my plea to guilty. Um, I, th- I think it's important not to have a public trial for three reasons, and those three reasons are my kids. I, I think it's uh, it'd be really yeah. tough for them. It, <laughs> it's hard enough being the kids of a public figure. Who's a crook? Uh, and I think it's time for them to live life outside the spotlight. Yeah, it's t- tough enough being the child of a crook. But to have it uh, every tiny little uh, example of my crookedness being displayed would not be helpful. Well, and it had nothing to do, I'm sure, with the fact that his attorneys came to him and said, Listen, uh, Donkey, they got enough evidence to convict you and then take the leftover evidence and convict two or three other people of other stuff if they need to. You're as guilty as three or four people. Please, he didn't have a chance. Yeah, and I just... I don't know at what point he or his family turned crooked, but it's the whole power corrupts thing, and that's why I hate family, political families, handing off to wives and sons and all that sort of stuff. I just don't like it. A woman who's accused the late Jeffrey Epstein of having sexually trafficked her when she was a minor and that Prince Andrew was one of the men she had sex with described her claim of being forced to have sex with a prince 20 years ago in an interview with the BBC that aired last night. Virginia Jeffrey recalling the first night 
she was allegedly presented to Andrew in London in 2001. He asked me to dance. He is the most hideous dancer I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was horrible, and this guy was sweating all over me. Like, his sweat was, like, it was raining, basically, everywhere, and I was just, like, whoa, grossed out from it. Um, but I knew I had to keep him happy because that's what Jeffrey and Gillen would ex- expect from me. Now, you recall during... Yeah, Prince, that's disgusting. You recall during Prince Andrew's now infamous TV interview, though, he claimed... I, I, I have a peculiar medical condition, which is that I don't sweat um, or I didn't sweat at the time, and that was, oh, was she? Yes, I didn't sweat at the time because I um, ha- had suffered what I would describe as an overdose of adrenaline in the Falklands War when ah. I was shot at, mm. and I simply, it, it, was, it, was, it was almost impossible for me to, to, to sweat. Well, never mind then. We apologize for uh, troubling you. Yeah, so we're raising money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. We'll have to ask if they have a lot of cases of people who could no longer sweat from you know, combat. You, you run out of sweat. Right, because that, that's a thing that happens. No, it doesn't. And, uh, and after he did that interview, now 6% of Britons believe him. So. <laughs> oh, boy. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. It's... It's pretty amazing that that was able to exist. A guy like Jeffrey Epstein, practically an open secret. Practically an open secret on the world stage among among the most powerful. If you want to have sex with underage girls, he's the guy you, you hang out at his parties. And he did it for years and years and years. Well, and the very people who could have done something about it were the people who knew about it. Major media figures and uh, government figures. And because he was rich and powerful and connected and they enjoyed the party and he could get them money and connections and campaign contributions, they let the uh, girls get raped. I think that tells you everything you need to know about uh, the super powerful. Yeah, her interview is just, it's just, it's got the, that level of specific, uh, specifics, um, uh, that just, it just sounds very real, like she knows. Remember when I had the situation with the, the homeless guy that confronted my, family and uh it was the the scared most scared i've ever been in my life and when they were going to show up with the um the photo to see if i could identify the guy i told the police i said i'm i'm not sure i I could pick him out of a book so they they brought this big stack of of pictures and they they said one of these guys we think is it if you can identify him that'll help it out and i thought i don't i'm not sure i don't remember what he looks like they turned the page they turned the page that's him i mean as soon as i saw him it was just my brain recognized that's the guy I'm right. sure I'm sure she's that way with Prince Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. And probably a number of other fellas too that yeah. aren't uh, you know well known enough that their faces and names have come across her radar again. You know some guy who runs an uh, you know whatever a Russian steel company or what have you. She just hasn't run into them again, but yeah, I I hope there are more names that are going to be coming out. Yeah, they got they got you know tons of info. When the story originally broke, they took out all kinds of right. videos and hard drives and and uh, and notebooks and that sort of stuff. Where's all that information? Is somebody still going through that, or did that get locked is in that, somebody's trunk, or what? That evil evil woman who is procuring flesh for him uh, is she still uh, in hiding? She's on so, the run. She'll have to yeah. be on the run the rest of her yeah. life. Yeah, she's yeah. she's really a key to this whole thing, though. If they could ever find her. But God, she could be she could be hid, uh, be hiding in Russian with Putin's help, or in somewhere in the Middle Saudi East with, Arabia. With, yeah, yeah. There, there are a lot of really, really rich, powerful people. Oh yeah, never... Marshall, excellent point. Bringing up the Saudi connection, yeah, yeah. and and other uh, oil rich Arab states, I'm sure, mm-hmm. were down to party. 
Heck of a story. Um, We're going to do a little um, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station update and what that's all about and uh, tell you once again why you're donating money. And we're going to raise a lot of money this week. And I want to talk about my son, the marriage counselor. That's kind of a funny story. (laughs) we got a lot to get to on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This weekend, Joe Biden debuted his new campaign slogan. You know what it is? This is real. No malarkey. (laughs) No malarkey. That's his campaign slogan. No malarkey narrowly beat out no bunk, no poppycock, and no tomfoolery. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Um, we made a sport of Joe Biden yesterday, and, and, and a couple of the uh, points we made, I have I've heard explanations for now, so maybe we should clean that up oh. l- later in the program. Oh, no. I, now I'm vaguely ashamed. I don't want to be unfair to the old guy. Um, and by the way, I got hairy legs. <laughs> well, uh, we can explain that. His hairy legs? Yeah. Genetics. I can explain. Well, I can explain why that was a thing, why that was a story. It's testosterone. We He's were, a man. We were being culturally insensitive, I believe. Oh, boy. Um, This is a week where we raise money to do good in the world. For Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, we're not a show that regularly asks for money. We just decided when we when we started out that's not something we were going to do. Um, and uh, but, but this is a particularly fantastic uh, charity. And we, we both have families that have uh, served for generations. And uh, so that's important to us. Yeah. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is this incredible organization that meets wounded warriors, uh, whether it's uh, physical wounds, amputations, uh, terrible injuries, post-traumatic stress, uh, uh, brain injury, etc. It meets them at the greatest time of need in their lives and figures out what they need, whether it be uh, better prosthetics or, or better physical therapy or temporary housing or counseling or job seeking help or whatever. And it matches them with what they need in a brilliant way. They're an incredibly efficient charity, four stars charity navigator, and they save lives. You go to Freedom Station, their temporary housing uh, facility sometimes, sometime, you will come away the biggest fan in the world, a Warrior Foundation Freedom Station just like us. They save lives of our best and brightest in exactly the moment that you as a patriot would want to do something. They do something, so we support them and we think you should too and absolutely and, and uh, it sounds like we have a whale sighting oh a can, whale sighting you can call me ishmael because i'm out on the boat with my arm floaties i'm looking for whales in the donation chain. small donations are are beautiful they're welcome but yo where where my whales be at <laughs> i see i see you tnc burke with a contribution of one thousand dollars thank you very oh, nice. much very nice so well done so that's uh let's do a quick update where are we here drum roll $43,478. So our goal this week, by COB on Friday, is, close of business. is $500,000. Is a half a million dollars. So that's a pretty aggressive goal. Um, I hope we can do it. I think we it's can also do it. chief of the boat, Sean. <laughs> the highest ranking enlisted man on a naval craft. But back to you. Fantastic. My, my whale watching <laughs> <Very interesting>. boat. <laughs> very, very interesting, my <laughs> guess. 
I'm talking uh, to the military here. So anyway, give. This is a selfish time of year for a lot of people. You're buying a lot of stuff for yourself and, uh, you know, this and that. But two for you, one for me, that sort of thing. How about throw a little money toward Warrior Foundation Freedom Station? You just go to armstrongandgetty.com. It's that easy. Armstrongandgetty.com. So, uh, uncomfortable moment at my house over the weekend. I don't particularly like talking about this, um, uh, but I'm going to because it has a kind of a funny end. My my wife and I got into a bit of a row uh, in front of the children, which had never happened before. Uh, a disagreement. Hmm. And um, it, uh, it's unfortunate. I hope it never happens again. But um, we have, we have uh, luckily been able to keep our disagreements behind closed doors away from the kids, which I think is a good idea. And uh, it, this time it uh, it leaked out into uh, into in front of the children. <laughs> and my youngest son said, oh, boy, mom and dad are fighting. She <laughs> oh, <gee>, many. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 so, <laughs> and so we were we were headed out to Walmart. And because we'd had this little disagreement that we are we are now past. But we'd had this little disagreement, and like and like a lot of these things, it wasn't about what we were disagreeing about at the time, and you know how that whole thing works. Sure, it yes. was pressure building up around other areas and all that sort of thing. Oh yeah. So it wouldn't even have made sense to the uh, to the people viewing it what the hell was going on anyway. But anyway, so uh, so we were supposed to go out to Walmart. All the whole family we were going to go to Walmart, buy some rain boots, some stuff like that. And, uh, and, and, and mom declared she was not going to go at this point, having had our little argument. So we went out to the car and I, and, uh, they said, mom's not going. I said, oh, okay, I'll go in and talk to her. And I went and talked to her and I, and I was able to smooth things over. But anyway, I came back out to the car and Henry said, so did you get in a knife fight? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I said, no. I said, I apologized and, um, I apologized <laughs> and I talked to her and she's on the way and we're all going to go. And then when mom came and got in the car, we start driving, and he said, you know, Mom, you know how sometimes you say that Sam and I have spent too much time together, and that's why we're fighting? I think maybe you and Dad have spent too much time together. He's been home for four days. You've been together the entire time. I think you need a little time apart. Wow. That's actually really perspective. It's, it's actually completely 100% exactly what happened, actually. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. God, that kid is something. Wow. And this is your youngest one? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, boy. Mom and Dad are fighting. <laughs> Did you get in a knife fight? And then, <laughs> then he comes back with the, uh, the Pearl of Wisdom. Oh, jeez. Oh, Are there sometimes knife fights? No, no. No, we never bang. You know, I used to Having bang your straight razor. straight race, you'd bang them on the curb. Oh, yeah. Judy and I, always. I'd see her straight racer out by the rain barrel, and I'd know, uh-oh, I'm in it now. She's going to come at me. Step, those days, you used to remember the straight race, you'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in the rain barrel, get them rusty. Right, I'd know, oh, I'm in it now. I better go apologize before she slashes me. You know, um, I have been told by therapists that it's actually, it would actually be a bad thing if your kids never saw mom and dad disagree and figure it out. It's oh, yeah. A, it's a good thing to see them, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be at the level it was in, in my case, but uh, to see mom and dad disagree and get over it and work it out and somebody apologize if that's necessary and all that sort of stuff as a, as a model, obviously. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's certainly you hope that the disagreement goes by the rules of a healthy marriage. You know, and, very rules or whatever they call and, it. And doesn't get into, say, rusty bent blades <laughs> and or, you know, screaming things that can never be unheard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, I th- absolutely true, of course. 
Yeah, it's it's funny. God, as my kids got bigger, Judy and I would, um, well, we still do occasionally. We'll, we'll bicker, disagree, and we'll get into it. And it's usually over something stupid. And um, and and the kids will freak out a little bit. And they'll say, would you two stop? Because you hate to see that with your parents. But now that they're adults, we can explain to them. We've been best friends for decades. We do this. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but yeah, it's tough as a kid, especially if there might, you know, be a knife fight at the end of it. Dad's been home for four days. You've been together the entire time. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right. Mom, you go do that. Dad, you go do that. Me and Sam will we'll manage the house. They'll play Mario, <laughs> Mario Brothers. They'll eat exactly. Kit Kats again. <laughs> I think we're well well stocked for marshmallows. We'll be fine. Yeah. Um, A couple of things that I want to get into uh, next hour. The way this Lisa Page interview is being handled in the media is is irking me. It's sticking in my craw. Oh, not surprising. She is the FBI agent along with Peter Strzok. They were uh, lovers having an affair, but they were texting each other back and forth about Trump and saying disparaging things. Well, she's done her first ever interview she did over the weekend. Some people believe it was an attempt on her part to get her story out before this big IG report drops, which might not make her look good. Oh, no, we have another whale sighting. Oh, oh, the waters are choppy today, friends. We have Catherine Nerschel with a uh, $1,050 donation. Thank thank you very much, Catherine. More Uh, whales to come. That's beautiful. And listen, if times are a little tight for you and 20 bucks is a squeeze and that's all you can donate to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, God bless you. We appreciate that very much. And trust us when we tell you that money is going to do good. You know, if this country and the, and the liberties that our fighting men and women have bought for us with their sacrifice and their blood and sometimes their lives, if, if that's really benefited you financially and you're doing really well, now is the time. We also appreciate joke donations. I mean, the money's real, but your name is fake. Like Jack's Neck Valve just donated around $50. Uh, Pajib Sean's oldest cat, Mr. Bitters, doubling up last year's donation. <laughs> 250 Mr. bucks. Bitters. Come here, Mr. Bitters. 250 bucks. That's fantastic. I need to change my cat's allowance. That's way too much money. <laughs> <laughs> so we will highlight those donations also. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com to give. armstrongandgettyradio.com. Strong and Getty.